They weren't protesters. Don't dare call them protesters. They were a riotous mob, insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. Domestic terrorists. It's that basic, it's that simple. And I wish we could say we couldn't see it coming. And we wish we could say that we didn't see this little theater coming a mile away also. If you guys remember back in this, the Great Reset video right here, I put the actual DHS documents in there from the Obama and Biden administration where they started setting up this narrative all the way back then when Biden was in the White House last time calling patriots and veterans quote domestic terrorists or back then it was potential domestic terrorists and i went through in this video and listed the whole rundown from ruby ridge to the waco incident to the oklahoma city bombing and how they had been building this narrative that conservative Christians were right-wing extremists and domestic terrorists. And the funny thing is, just I sent this video to a family member, to my father-in-law, uh, just this past before Christmas, warning him because they had voted Democrat a lot in the past in their lives. And I was warning them that they were creating this hatred against us, against me and their grandchildren. <laughs> because we are Christians and conservatives and that showing them that Biden had released these DHS documents, you know, saying it in writing and all of this, and that we were expecting this, that if he was seated, that he would start to call us terrorists and they would start to pass legislation and this type of thing. So, uh, and we had a falling out and they cut ties with me. So we have no contact with them anymore and that's really sad but they said things like oh you're wallowing in conspiracy theories and you know basically i'm a nutter and all this and then here we are <laughs> biden is literally not even sworn in and they are already have this sort of reichstag event they're like oh look what they did it's insurrection it's sedition and we gotta round them all up and they're domestic terrorists not my words joe biden's words they weren't protesters don't dare call them protesters. They were insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. And of course, not just Joe Biden, the mainstream media. The audacity is just so funny. I mean, it would be funny if it wasn't so sad and dangerous. But yeah, that they're saying that Trump telling people to show up for a rally and watch some speeches and ask for an investigation, actually ask that their representatives and government represent them. That's so dangerous. That's insurrection that you would want representation. But they can come out, both NBC, the mainstream media, and Nancy Pelosi, the leftist politicians, they can come out and just mentally terrorize the public, inciting such fear, trying to have him removed with the 25th Amendment, trying to convince people that he's just going to start punching the nuclear buttons and firing missiles all over. I mean, it's ludicrous. Yeah, Carl, that's right. We're getting a letter now that Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has sent to her Democratic colleagues on Capitol Hill, and it contains a paragraph the likes of which I don't think we've seen before in American history. Pelosi reporting uh, to her Democratic colleagues uh, on a conversation she had with top Pentagon leaders. Pelosi saying, I spoke to the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, Mark Milley, to discuss available precautions for, present, for preventing an unstable president from initiating military hostilities or accessing the launch codes and ordering a nuclear strike. 
The situation of this unhinged president uh, could not be more dangerous, and we must do everything that we can to protect the American people from his unbalanced assault on our country and our democracy. So, Carl. And that clip was from CNBC. So this is mainstream news. We're not talking rag mag, conspiracy theories, Alex Jones. That was NBC. And then this was Bloomberg that I put up with uh, Joe Biden calling us all terrorists. They literally say that it is sedition and insurrection to disagree with them, to stand up to them at all, to protest all of these freedoms, you know, in our Bill of Rights and our Constitution. They say we don't have them. We don't have any right to object to anything they do. Just sit down, shut up, put your muzzle on, get in your house and do as they say. So here is as far as rounding people up and the whole economic warfare that has already started. You guys know there's been a giant purge already on all of the platforms uh, scrubbing the Internet from all alternate voices, all dissenting voices. And here's Josh Hawley, his statement, because Simon and Schuster, this is the economic warfare. This is what they do to get us fired from our jobs, close our bank accounts. Um, that, you know, this is war. And uh, Josh Hawley says, this could not be more Orwellian. Simon and Schuster is canceling my contract because I was representing my constituents, leading a debate on the Senate floor on voter integrity, which they have now decided to redefine as sedition. And that's, and that's exactly true. Everything that we did was through the constitutional process. And yet all they have to do is say to the, their low information brainwashed masses, they're trying to overthrow the democracy. It's like by going through the constitutional channels, by having a debate on the Senate floor, that's overthrowing democracy. But they believe it is. So yeah, this is Simon and Schuster. This isn't a bunch of punk kids calling each other comrade and trying to figure out what gender they are. This is Simon and Schuster. This is economic warfare. This is when they start rushing dissenters. And if you haven't watched that great reset video, I know it's three hours long, but it puts all that into perspective. It goes through event by event through like the Clinton administration and the Obama administration. You know, it was during the Clinton administration that they sent the tanks in and burned down Waco. And then it was during the Clinton administration also that we had the Oklahoma City bombing. Then it was during the Obama and Biden administration that they passed these documents right here that I'm going to show you the DHS documents stating, naming right wingers and veterans as domestic terrorists. So what we're seeing them say now is not a surprise and it's nothing new. This is the end game. This is it coming to fruition. They started this narrative a long time ago. Outrage tonight over an intelligence report. Critics say the Department of Homeland Security document unfairly paints military vets as right-wing extremists. And Maria Antonia is live now in the newsroom with some reaction. Maria? Kelly, this is the nine-page report we're talking about. It is the topic that has prompted all kinds of reports, comments, and criticism online. And here in our area, this is the reason why upset veterans are calling the VFW. It's a report that went out to law enforcement warning about the potential of right-wing extremists using the country's bad economy and the election of the first black president among the reasons to recruit members. The report mentions Timothy McVeigh in a section that refers to some returning military veterans after Operation Desert Shield slash Storm in 1990 and 91 who joined or associated with right-wing extremist groups. Now, this report is also a hot topic of those Tea Party protests we've been showing you today. I want to take a look at one more thing here. 
This is a badge one demonstrator in Johnson County was wearing. It reads, I am the freedom-loving, pro-life, constitution-supporting patriot Homeland Security warned you about. Now, some Republicans in Congress are also critical of this report. One even wants Homeland Security to apologize to veterans. If you now, make no mistake, they aren't just targeting veterans and patriots and saying that they're domestic terrorists and put them on the list. I mean, this is serious. When Mark Zuckerberg is testifying right now, oh, it's okay, we only discriminate against terrorists. You need to understand that our own government has listed us by name as terrorists. I'm going to show you the document right now. Okay, now as I go through and read these sections of this intelligence document, just listen to these things and ask yourself, do any of these descriptions apply to me? Uh, meaning you. Ask yourself, because you need to understand that you're on the list. You're on the list. This says, historically, domestic right-wing extremists have feared, predicted, and anticipated a cataclysmic economic collapse in the United States. So they're saying all of these economists online who are just tell, click on the United States national debt when you're talking $20 trillion and we're not allowed to say there is no way that America can ever pay back $20 trillion, that we don't produce enough gross domestic product. We can't pay that debt back, but we're not allowed to speak of the facts because that what might make you a right-wing extremist. You can't even talk economics anymore. The thought and speech police have become so intrusive. Prominent anti-government conspiracy theorists have incorporated aspects of an impending economic collapse to intensify fear and paranoia of like-minded individuals and to attract recruits during times of economic uncertainty. Conspiracy theories involving declarations of martial law, impending civil strife or racial conflict, suspension of the U.S. Constitution and the creation of citizen detention camps often incorporate aspects of a failed economy. Anti-government conspiracy theories and end-time prophecies, in quote, could motivate extremist individuals and groups to stockpile food, ammunition, weapons, such as violent Christian identity organizations. So if you're a prepper at all, or you're a gun owner, or a Christian, you know, that's, it's just unbelievable. So if you believe in the Bible, or you're a Christian, or you're a prepper, or you think tens of trillions of dollars of national debt might be a problem, uh, well, you're on the list. So it says, you know, reflecting back on the 1990s, prominent among these themes were the malicious movements, opposition to gun control efforts. So, and we can't possibly have a, a discussion about the second amendment. It also goes, goes along and makes basically says that you're a white supremacist if you don't agree with baby killing and, and homosexuality and sexual perversion and all this, you know, as they're externalizing this hierarchy, they want all of that, you know, and highlighting perceived government infringement on civil liberties as well as white supremacists' long-standing exploitation of social issues such as abortion, interracial crimes and same-sex marriage. Right-wing extremist paranoia of foreign regimes could escalate or be magnified in the event of an economic crisis or military confrontation, 
Harkening back to the New World Order. Conspiracy theories of the 1990s, the dissolution of the communist countries in Eastern Europe and the end of the Soviet Union in the 1990s led some right-wing extremists to believe that a New World Order would bring about a world government that would usurp the sovereignty of the United States and its constitution, thus infringing upon their liberty. So just think about that. Do you really think it's a coincidence that the last time this man was in the White House for eight years under Obama, that their DHS, Department of Homeland Security, sent out documents like this to all of the law enforcement saying that people who believe in Bible prophecy are right-wing extremists and uh, people who are against abortion or same-sex marriage and it's paranoia and right-wing extremism, terrorism, to believe that the Constitution is not being upheld and our liberties are slipping away now when half of the country is on house arrest because of these dictators that didn't pass any laws. They didn't go through the legislative branch, the lawmaking branch, just like one guy or one gal's like, no, get in your house. I said so. <laughs> You're like, we can't question the constitutionality of that. That's paranoia to suggest that maybe our liberties are being ripped away. This is ridiculous. This man literally had the Department of Homeland Security make a list stating that everybody who opposes any of his political agendas is paranoid, an extremist, and a terrorist. And now you've just seen it on the news yesterday. He's come out already before he's seated and outright saying it. Don't dare call them protesters. They were insurrectionists, domestic terrorists. Oh, we're also in the documents you noticed, we're not allowed to talk about foreign interference. They, for four years, talked about Russian collusion. That doesn't make them paranoid, no. But when we bring up communist China and their tentacles into everything, especially big tech, who is controlling censorship in a very communist KGB style fashion, if we you know, want to point out that where their financing comes from, who they're married to, any, anything, then that's part of that right-wing extremism. I mean, this is serious. That this man right here just yesterday, who they want to swear in on the 20th, says, don't you dare call those people who want an investigation of me or my son, Hunter Biden, and our connections to China or anything, or anything weird happening on November 3rd. Don't you dare call them protesters. They are domestic terrorists. It's time to wake up. These people are not playing. When you see all of the mainstream media saying the same narrative, that we are the enemy, we're enemies of the state, they're saying it openly, that it's sedition, it's insurrection for us to oppose the official narrative. So I just wanted to point out, this is not a coincidence that this rhetoric has already started them labeling us terrorists, because you know, under the Patriot Act, we don't have any rights when they label us terrorists. We don't get a speedy trial, if you will. We don't get due process. They don't have to have search warrants. They can hold you indefinitely without even a trial. That's, that's what happens when they change it from the American law system where, you know, they have to present evidence and you have due process and you're guaranteed a speedy trial. No, when they label you this, 
this word right here that this man just labeled us, when they label you this, that means you don't have any rights and they can hold you indefinitely. You guys, it's time to wake up. It's well past time to wake up. Again, this didn't start in January of 2021. It didn't even start with President Trump. This narrative they have been crafting for a long time. All the way back five years ago, back during the Biden-Obama administration, when they were handling the political side of getting all these documents together and stuff, labeling us this, then you see the social media testifying, Mark Zuckerberg testifying before Congress using the very same terminology. Your testimony says it is not enough that we just connect people. We have to make sure those connections are positive. It says we have to make sure people aren't using their voice to hurt people or spread misinformation. We have a responsibility not just to build tools, to make sure those tools are used for good. Mr. Zuckerberg, do you feel it's your responsibility to assess users, whether they are good and positive connections or ones that those 15 to 20,000 people deem unacceptable or deplorable? Senator, you're asking about me personally? Facebook. Senator, I think that there are a number of things that we would all agree are clearly bad. Foreign interference in our elections. Terrorism, uh, self-harm. Those are things. Censorship. Uh, well, I think that you would probably agree that we should remove terrorist propaganda from the service. Terrorism. I think that you would probably agree that we should remove terrorist propaganda from the service. And the technocracy banned the sitting president of the United States of America from speaking to or addressing the citizens of the United States of America. They overthrew the sitting president of the United States of America. They say you can't question elections, that's insurrection. And yet we have an elected president of the United States sitting in office right now, and they're trying to remove him. Trump, President Trump was blocked from Twitter, Facebook, Snapchat, Instagram instantly. And Biden wasn't even sworn in. They said it was unsafe. Why is it so dangerous, you know, what the president said in a tweet? And yet here are them in their own words, holding severed heads, making music videos about assassination, saying they're going to burn the White House down, uh, talking about punching and choking. These are newscasters. These are politicians. Here it is, right in your face. This shows their hypocrisy, their lies. They're not worried about us. They don't think this is sedition or terrorism or anything. This is part of a plan. They are gaslighting us. They are calling us crazy conspiracy theorists. Anybody who wants to investigate the crime syndicate. And now not just demonizing us, but criminalizing us is what they're trying to do. But I don't want you to fall for the gaslighting. I want you to stand strong and I want you to show your friends and family the truth. These are the people. Here is the evidence right here in front of your face. These are the people saying and doing and inciting far more violence than any tweet Trump ever put up. I, I, I just don't even know why there aren't uprisings all over the country. Maybe there will be. People need to start taking to the streets. This is a dictator. You know, there needs to be unrest in the streets for as long as there's unrest in our lives. Enemies of the state. Show me where it says that protests are supposed to be polite and peaceful. Do something 
about your dad's immigration practices, you feckless? When they go low, we kick them. How do you resist the temptation to run up and wring her neck? Biggest terror threat in this country is white men, most of them radicalized right up to the right. I thought he should have punched him in the face. I said, even if you lost, he said, well, what do you think I should have done? I said, I think you should have punched him in the face and then gotten out of the race. You would have been a hero. I'd like to punch him in the face. I said, if we were in high school, I'd take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Punch some people in the face. When was the last time an actor assassinated a president? They're still going to have to go out and put a bullet in Donald Trump. And that's a fact. <laughs> Look as his character is stabbed to death. Where is John Wilkes Booth when you need him? I have thought an awful lot about blowing up the White House. A Missouri state senator is under investigation by the Secret Service after saying she hopes President Trump is assassinated. I will go and take Trump out tonight. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome anymore, anywhere. So, I mean, it's not even about protest. They're not like trying to protest. They're actual. So this is just a warning to you Trumpers. Be careful. Walk lightly. We ain't playing with you. And for those of you who are soldiers, you know how to do it. Do it right. Make them pay. They're not going to stop before election day in November, and they're not going to stop after election day. And that should be, everyone should take note of that on both levels, that this isn't, they're not going to let up, and they should not. If you think we're rallying now, you ain't seen nothing yet.